Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be going all over attachment styles and how they can actually help you a lot when you're looking to grow emotionally as a person. I'm going to go over the, I think, three or four basic types of attachment styles, and then you can piece together which one you have, and I'll include tips for each one. Okay, so the four attachment styles that we're going to go over are secure, avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. Now for the first one, which is a secure attachment style, that means that you have no issues like with relationships or friendships. Basically, you're like, you're just secure and you know that like people are going to approve of you and you're not really that worried if they don't. Like, you don't really depend on other people for your validation, and, like, you're totally fine with, um, like, loving other people and not, like, worrying about them, like, betraying you or anything like that. It's just being able to trust people, but also, like, have trust in yourself and believe that you're just, like, you know, someone who's worthy of being loved. So... If you have a secure attachment style, you probably don't need to listen to this episode because you probably have it all figured out. But I would say that it's pretty rare to find someone who does have like a completely secure attachment style because unfortunately, like many of us grew up um, with parents who raised us in a way that, you know, made it hard for us to develop that type of attachment style. So it's honestly more rare um, to find someone with a secure attachment style, even though that's the best one to have and, you know, the one that you should desire to have. Um, As will become very clear in this episode, a lot of our attachment styles are actually determined by um, our childhood experiences. So like what your parents were like growing up or what your friends were like basically how you were treated by the world from a young age. Because when you're young, your subconscious mind is completely open. And so any beliefs that are pushed onto you about yourself from other people from a young age are often very hard to break and actually like stay rooted like in your belief system for a super long time unless you realize that they're there and actually make attempts to change them. So Honestly, I know it's unfair. Some people may have better, you know, parents than you, and for that reason, you like they may be a lot happier and they may not struggle as much to trust people or open up. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, if you kind of were dealt a bad hand of cards growing up, that stinks, and I know I've been there, but. The best thing that you can do right now is listen to this episode and figure out which attachment style you have so then you can figure out, like, once you know your attachment style, you know what your common shortcomings are going to be in friendships and relationships, and once you know those, you can work on them and you'll be more willing to see those things, like, in your day-to-day life. Like, once you know that you have a tendency to do a certain thing, then you'll probably start noticing like throughout your day when you start to do that thing. So for example, I think I was diagnosed um, from like an online quiz. So like nothing too like, you know, prestigious or anything. But 
I would, yeah, I would kind of stray more towards, like, I think it's a disorganized, avoidant attachment style. So, as I said, the four types of attachment styles are secure, which is the good one, avoidant, which is also known as the dismissive one, anxious, which means you're preoccupied and basically obsessed with your friends or whoever you're dating, and disorganized, which means you basically, like, flip between traits of all of them except the secure one. Um, I think I actually, unfortunately, tend to have more of a disorganized attachment style. So I'll start with that one, because if you know that you have a disorganized one, then um, you know that, like, you might just have traits from all of them. So usually it's caused by childhood trauma, neglect, or abuse, which sounds really bad, but I feel like all of us have some sort of childhood trauma. Like, I've yet to meet a person who did not go through, like, some messed up things growing up. Um, And, you know, that's not a good thing. I was going to say a good thing, but it's comforting in the sense that it can be easy to think that everyone else grew up with a happier life than you, but every family seems to have its shortcomings. Like, there have been so many times when I've, like, maybe looked at a friend's parents and been like, wow, you know, they just seem so fun. Like, they seem so great. And then later I found out, like, not found out, later I find out that, like, their parents, like, maybe have bad money habits or, like, some other type of vice that's, like, harmful. And, you know, just moral of the story is that the grass is not always greener on the other side. So don't feel bad about yourself if you, like, identify with some of the things that I'm talking about. Because, look, almost all of us have some sort of emotional issues, especially if you're a teenager. So don't sweat it. Just, like, you know, pick up on what I'm saying and try to improve on it. Okay, but I digress. So a disorganized attachment style means that you have extremely inconsistent behavior and difficulty trusting others. So it basically means that, okay, here are the signs. You have a fear of rejection. I will admit, I I do sometimes suffer from that. An inability to regulate emotions, contradictory behaviors. So like, let's say one day you're like, you know, really interested in talking to people and then the next day you just don't want to talk to anyone. I would say I actually identify with that a lot. And then, okay, high levels of anxiety. Not so much for me, but I mean, it does make sense. Difficulty trusting others. Again, not so much for me, but, you know, it kind of like, okay, all these traits are pulled from the different ones. So then there's signs of both avoidant and anxious attachment styles. So basically... This means that you just have really unpredictable and confusing behavior. So, if you were, like, if your parents growing up kind of forced you to be really independent, but at the same time were, like, sometimes there for you, you're not going to end up being completely independent because your parents were sometimes there for you, so sometimes, like, you started to, like, crave their attention because they were there for you sometimes. So, you know, just like maybe your parents were kind of, like, on and off with, like, forcing you to be independent or, like, trying to be in your life, 
you're going to end up being that way too. So you you'll probably like flip between being independent and then being like really emotional and clingy to people, which honestly I have to say is just not a good combination because it makes it hard for people to really like get close to you if you're always switching up your behavior. Um, This basically means that you're just a really volatile person. And look, it's not necessarily your fault if you identify with any of these styles because as I said, these things are literally heavily determined by the way that we were parented and the way that, you know, our parents interacted with us and the way that our friends treated us growing up. So, you know, if you were always raised in a way where you had to, like, make your own meals, like, you know, no one really ever ate with you growing up or maybe you didn't have friends, you're obviously going to have, like, more of a dismissive attachment style because, you've grown up, like, not relying on other people because you've had to do everything yourself. And that's one of the styles we'll talk about. But anyways, back to disorganized. So in relationships, this can be actually a really bad thing because sometimes you'll be in the mood to, like, be clingy and then you'll, like, be, you know, super attached to people and then you'll kind of depend on validation from them. And then, like, the next day you'll go back to being hyper-independent and then, you know, it's just kind of confusing for whoever you're dating or being friends with. So, look, if you can notice this about yourself and fix it, then that is a really good thing. And honestly, most people still don't know what attachment style they have. But when I discovered this, like, it just blew my mind because I realized how much of my behavior with other people was being determined by my attachment style. So people who have this um, disorganized attachment style basically have a fear of rejection despite the fact that they really crave love. So you really want to be validated, but at the same time you're kind of hyper-independent because you fear being rejected for like the love and attention from other people that you seek. So you're going to be really like confusing, flipping between sides all the time. So look, what you can do to fix this is just honestly this is going to be my advice for pretty much everyone, but you need to write down which symptoms of this you have, and then you need to try to spot them in your day-to-day life. So, for example, since I have this attachment style, I have tried to work on being more emotionally consistent with people, because sometimes I'll show up to school in, like, a really good mood, and I'll be friendly to people, I'll try to interact with people, and then the next day, I'll just be hyper-focused on my work, and then, like, if people try to talk to me, I'll just be, like, kind of flippant and aloof, and I think it just kind of throws people for a loop when I, like, go back and forth between, like, acting friendly and then acting distant, so I've been trying to work on that, so, like, I'll walk into class and I'll notice, like, I automatically know what kind of a mood I'm in, because it really does change from day to day, like, I can already tell if I'm, like, in an antisocial mood, um, but I try to fight it. So, you know, it's really hard for anyone around you if you're constantly switching up on them, so just try to be more consistent if you have this attachment style. And now, we are going to move on to the next one, which is 
I would honestly say the most common one. This is an avoidant attachment style, and that basically means that you're hyper-independent and you basically try to pretend like you don't need anyone's validation and that, you know, you're good all on your own, but deep down, you kind of know that that's not the truth. Like, you still want, you know, love from people because everyone does, but you've tried to convince yourself that because you didn't receive much love growing up or, like, because your parents weren't really there for you, you've tried to convince yourself that you're totally fine doing everything on your own. I've, I've like, leaned a lot more towards this one sometimes, and I can tell you it's just, <laughs> it's not a good road to go down. I'm especially this way, I guess, when it comes to schoolwork. For example, like, because I've always, you know, well, for a while, had to do everything on my own. Like, as I've talked about, my freshman year, I was completely alone, and that was a really formative time in my life. And as a result, I kind of just started to automatically isolate myself, even if I didn't need to. So, like, I would have opportunities to talk to people that I didn't have my freshman year, but I would just decide, no, I'm just going to go study by myself and do stuff by myself, which I still regularly do, I won't lie. But I've tried to be better about it. And if you have this type of attachment style, I would watch out for that. Because sometimes you'll just isolate people. Well, not isolate people. You will isolate yourself from people for absolutely no reason. And, you know, what really changed my perspective on it was before... I was kind of focused on myself and, you know, if you have this attachment style, you might have a fear of rejection. Well, you likely do, actually. But I used to not talk to people just because I was kind of afraid of getting rejected in a sense. And like, I was like, you know, I can do everything on my own. It's fine. I don't need anyone. I've always been doing stuff on my own. But ultimately, once you think about it from someone else's perspective, you actually realize that the right thing to do is to just be a nice person, even if it means not isolating yourself. Because imagine if you were the person that you're, like, kind of casting out of your life. Imagine if, like, someone was trying to, like, wait, no. Yeah, imagine that, like, you see someone you know, and then they just act super cold and distant, and you try to help them with something, and then they're like, oh, no, I can do it on my own. Look, even if you can do things on your own, this is a general life tip. It does not hurt to ask other people because, hey, 99% of the time, you will be surprised and learn something new, even if you don't think you need someone's help. Just hearing a different perspective on something often will give you help that you didn't even know you needed. And second of all, it is a good way to build friendships with people. If you're always acting like you know how to do everything, that just makes you very unlikable. Like, no one likes someone who just, like, walks into class and knows everything and doesn't ask for help. That makes you look like, I don't know, like, kind of like you're above everyone else. It really helps to just ask other people for help. So, don't be afraid to reach out to people and, you know, not just in a school setting, but in life in general, if you have this avoidant detachment style, It often means that you have, like, a fear of commitment, and so you generally avoid getting close to people, 
And look, I know what it's like. It's It all comes from this deep fear within that if you do get close to people, they're going to leave you. Because if you grow up having parents who aren't there for you, you just generally grow up with the belief that everyone you love is going to abandon you. And so you will become hyper-independent and you're just going to shove everyone away before they have the chance to reject you. And if you identify with that statement, I would highly suggest, like, as I said before, just please write down which, like, symptoms of this avoidant attachment style you have and try to notice when you're doing them. Because sometimes I do shove people away for absolutely no reason when I'm starting to get close to someone. And it's something that you just have to stop because it's very hurtful to other people. And it's also hurtful to yourself because every human is wired to need friendships and relationships. So if you're always shoving people away, it is not a good recipe and you'll probably end up lonely. So let's move on to the next um, attachment style. And that is the anxious attachment style, which I would also say is super common. This one is the type where you basically, let's say you get in a friendship or a relationship, and you basically become obsessed with them. And it all, like, comes from this just feeling of insecurity and also, actually, a fear of rejection and abandonment. So this happens when you have inconsistent parents that aren't really attuned to your needs. So if, you know, your parents kind of are sometimes there for you, sometimes leave, sometimes are, like, supportive of you, and then sometimes just don't really get what's going on in your life, you're probably going to become, like, anxiously attached to people. And that means that, you know, you're just going to kind of be clingy, very sensitive to criticism, you need approval from others to function, you get jealous easily, you find it very hard to be alone, you have low self-esteem, you feel unworthy of love, and you have difficulty trusting others. And this happens when your parents alternate between being detached and, like, you know, overly coddling. This happens when your parents are easily overwhelmed or, you know, sometimes attentive then push you away. Or if your parents make you feel responsible for how they feel. So, like, let's say something bad happens and then your parent is like, oh no, this is just your fault. That's the type of thing that will cause you to have an anxious attachment style. And this is probably the one I honestly identify with the least. Um, But I do know a lot of people who have that type of attachment style. And if you have it, you know, I I have respect for you because for me, (laughs) I like, I have actually like an intense phobia of like coming across as like needy or like, you know, depending too much on other people. So I actually, I'm like the polar opposite. I try to like avoid dependence on other people at all costs, but that's not good either. So Anyway, back to anxious attachment. That means you usually need, like, constant reassurance from the people around you. So if you're dating someone, this means that you're going to, like, 
ask them to say that they love you all the time or you're going to get upset if they don't like call you pretty or like compliment you because you feel like you need that type of validation to literally live. And also, it means that you kind of also have difficulty just trusting people in general because you think that people are going to just like abandon you. So, you know, that's not a good thing, but you can fix it if you recognize this. And it also ties to being codependent, which means that basically your mood completely depends on the person that you're dating. So, codependency is a really bad thing. I luckily have never experienced it because I'm more of the hyper-independent type. I sound like such a pick-me right now. (laughs) I just realized. Okay, anyways. But being codependent means that basically you, like, um, like, if someone, let's say, stops texting you as much, it takes a major toll on your emotions. You know what? Actually, never mind. I'm not a pick-me. I actually kind of relate to this sometimes. But, like, for example, if someone, you know, says something kind of not nice about you, or if you get in a fight with, you know, whoever you're dating, you're, like, wrecked. That's what, that's what codependent means. So, you basically are, like, on this emotional roller coaster all the time, determined by how well things in your social life are going, and you're not really getting your happiness from yourself. You're just getting it from other people. Speaking of which, I have a podcast episode on this, so if you want to listen to it, um, just scroll down. It's called, like, Happiness from Within, and it was, I think, published in May of 2022. It's really good, so you should check it out. But anyway, codependency is very harmful because it means that, you know, at an extreme level, you may be willing to completely morph yourself in order to gain approval from whoever you're dating. So because you have this anxious attachment style, you're more likely to just do whatever you have to to get people to not leave you and to get people to love you. So this means that, like, you're more likely to stay in an abusive relationship because you just want love. Like, you don't care, like, what form it comes in. You just don't want to live without someone who loves you occasionally. So, even if it's harmful for your well-being, and this applies to any situation, not just romantic ones, you'll stay if you feel like you can get any sort of validation from it. And that can be really harmful. I've been there before. It's just not, it's definitely not worth it. And then you feel even worse about yourself afterwards because you're like, you know, in this act of trying to get yourself validation, you actually completely harm yourself. And then you end up feeling even more invalidated in the end because you just feel awful about yourself after things end poorly because you stayed like in a toxic situation longer than you should have. So, codependency can be really harmful, and if you identify with an anxious attachment style and you feel like you're always wondering, like, what your partner is doing, or if you have a friend and then you're always worried about them, you know, maybe finding new friends or abandoning you, this is where you really want to, like, do some work, and I actually think there's a book about this that I heard about. I believe it's called Attached. I think it's, like, all about codependency and having that type of 
attachment style, I would recommend that you read it, um, because I've just heard about it from, like, I don't know, everywhere. I've seen it all over TikTok and, um, Amazon, so you should probably look into that if you feel like you struggle with having this type of attachment style, but those were all the attachment styles, and I really hope that this helped you because once you know which one you have, as I said, you can, like, kind of pick apart why you're acting the way that you do, and once you understand that it's not just you being, like, some obsessive or, like, emotionless freak, and that you're just, like, conditioned to act that way because of your childhood, it makes things a lot easier on you, and it actually makes it a lot easier to change when you know that you're not the root of your behavioral issues. It's usually, well, 99% of the time, your parents or your friends or just, like, traumatic childhood experiences. So, it's not your fault. You can get better. I'm working on it, too. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed about if you're struggling in one way or another with, you know, your attachment style. But I think that after listening to this episode, you're going to be more able to move closer to a secure attachment style where you're not, you know, really worrying about what other people think of you and where you're just, you know, fine being yourself and enjoying your life and you believe that you're worthy of love because ultimately I want you to walk away knowing you are worthy of love. It's so hard for so many people to comprehend because society has just always pushed the message that we need more than what we have right now to be lovable. You know, we need a nicer car, we need nicer clothes, we need to be prettier, we need to have whiter teeth, clearer skin, you know, a better body, and nicer hair just to be lovable. But that's not the truth. You are lovable the way you are. I can tell you there are plenty of people who do not fit society's beauty standards or who just don't fit in with society and are still in loving relationships and still have great friendships. You do not have to fit into society's mold to be loved and to be cared for. So the sooner that you can break free from that belief, the better. Because it took me a while to first understand that because I genuinely believed for such a long time that, you know, I had to just be like this, you know, perfect, really pretty person with like a perfect body, you know, who never made any mistakes and had like super white teeth and clear skin and all that just to be lovable. And that's just not the case. Even when you feel like you are unlovable, even when you feel like you haven't reached the standards that society has set for you, people will still love you and people do still love you right now. So if, you know, (laughs) this is kind of sad to say, but like even if your parents like are the only ones who you feel like love you in this world, someone still loves you. So, you know, someone will always love you for exactly who you are. And if you feel like you aren't around that many people who actually make you feel like you're perfect the way you are, you need to get a new circle of friends and that'll help a lot with fixing your attachment style. Because if you are always around people who make you feel, you know, not good enough and who kind of make you feel like you can't really get comfortable around them or you can't trust them or you can't just let loose around them, 
you need to find new people to hang out with, like people who make you laugh and people who share interests with you, because that'll make it a lot easier to stop being insecure and to fix your emotional issues. So I really hope that this helped you and thank you for listening.